1: Everybody, this is Ashley Adams, host of House of Cards. We have a great show. We have a uh, terrific guest who's been here before. He's an author, he's a grinder, he's a poker coach, uh, one of the best poker coaches in the country. His name is Tommy Angelo. We're going to be talking to him about his new book. It's called Waiting for Straighters. You are going to enjoy hearing about this book. It will change your game. So, Stay tuned.
0: Everyone knows New Jersey has the best of everything. The best casinos, the best table games, the best slots, and now it has the best sportsbook, pointsbet.com. That's right, PointsBet has it all. Spread betting, moneyline betting, prop bets, you name it, you'll find it at PointsBet. And you can bet from anywhere in New Jersey using your mobile device. It's the only place with points betting where every point matters because every point pays. Now PointsBet has one of the best sign up offers in the state. Go to pointsbet.com and sign up using our promo code HOUSE. That's H O U S E and you'll get a $50 bonus bet plus two risk free bets up to 1000 bucks. It's the preferred sports book of Allen Iverson and Darrell Rivas. They even have the Rivas Betting Academy hosted by NFL great Darrell Rivas. So sign up today at pointsbet.com using our promo code HOUSE and start having some real fun. That's promo code house, HOUSE. Points bet, stay sharp. Must be 21 years or older, and in New Jersey to place a bet, terms and conditions apply.
2: Gambling problem, call 1 800 GAMBLER.
1: This is all getting way out of hand. What do you mean? The song is sweet.
0: You're listening to the House of Cards.
1: Okay, let's play some damn cards. Everybody, welcome back. This is Ashley Adams, your host on House of Cards. We are here with one of my favorite people in the poker world. He, I guess I would describe him as a successful grinder, turned coach and author. He has a very common sense view of poker. He has been very successful in his writing and in his coaching. His name is Tommy Angelo. You may know him from the Elements of Poker. Um, great guy, and he's here with us now. Tommy, are you there?
3: I'm here, Ashley. Good morning.
1: Good morning, and uh, I got to say, you gave me a homework assignment, which, you know, I used to like school, so I never minded homework assignments, and I'm very glad that you did, because you told me that while you were prepared usually to talk to an interviewer about a book that he had not yet read, you strongly urged me to read the book that you've just written called Waiting for Straters, and I'm so glad I did because it absolutely, I found it intoxicatingly powerful in its concept, and I want you to tell our listeners what it is and why you wrote it.
3: Okay. Waiting for Straters, Uh, The full title of the book is Waiting for Straighters in a a Pre-Flop Experiment for No Limit Hold'em and Pot Limit Omaha. So I'll just give you a quick definition of what a straighter is in both of those games. That's a term I made up because I felt we needed a term to define a certain type of hand. And in Hold'em, it's a very simple definition. A straighter is a hand that can flop a straight. So jack seven is a straighter. Jack six is not. Seven deuce is not a straighter, six deuce is. So the book goes into my long period of discovery of the importance of the difference between three gappers and four gappers, like ace-10 and ace-9. And through my experience of learning and teaching and writing and talking to so many poker players and playing, over the years I realized that the difference between, say, ace-10 and ace-9 is – way, way bigger than the difference between ace-9 and ace-8 and the difference between ace-jack and ace-10. There's something about that difference between the three-gapper and the four-gapper that kept showing up over and over and over as I tried to narrow down my pre-flop game. And then as a result of coaching, I kept bouncing this idea off pros and semi-pros and recreationals over, you know, 14 years – and I got to the point where I realized, wow, this is pretty valuable information that is easily transferable that I think a lot of people could use. And so that was what sort of means, that's what inspired me to start writing this book. And then with PLO, what happened was while I was writing it, I realized that the same concept that we'll talk a little bit more about, um, can apply to PLO. And so just real quick, the definition of a straighter at PLO. And we're talking here about hands with no pairs and no aces. We're talking about that subset of hands within that subset, a straighter is a hand that has fewer than three gaps, so jack ten eight six would be a straighter because there's just two gaps one between the ten and the eight, one between the eight and the six Jack ten eight five would not be a straighter. Uh, would not be a straighter. the cards are spread out too much so that at least gets us started with what the definition of a straighter is um. You want me to keep going?
1: No, this is a good place, I think, for you to pause because I had a couple of questions. Okay. Um, I was impressed by the novelty of the idea and, at the same time, the importance of the concept. You know, sometimes people Mm -hmm. come up with incredible insights to something that really doesn't matter a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, I never thought of that before, but so what? What you've done, though, is couple – a great insight into something that, at least for my play, I find it incredibly valuable to think along those lines. Uh, specifically, one thing I had never really thought about that this concept embraces. It embraces a number of things, but one thing that I wanted to mention and then I wanted to get your reaction to it. And it Good. is the power of having of hitting a straight as opposed to hitting a flush, I think people, serious players, recognize the importance of drawing and implied odds in no limit hold'em, and we all do. And that's why we'll play a small, a suited, in a no limit game, even from early position, uh, that we wouldn't play in a limit game. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Following their hugely successful sports betting event, Ice Sports Betting USA, Clarion Gaming has launched Ice North America, the benchmark event for industry learning and development in the North American gaming market. This one of a kind conference brings together the industries of sports betting, iGaming, affiliate marketing, iLottery, and esports from across the entire region. And it's all happening May 13th to the 15th in Boston, Massachusetts. If you're a decision maker or a supplier in the gaming industry, this is one event you cannot miss. Expert panels, networking events, there's even an investor Thursday, where investors and executives gather to explore investment opportunities. This is the home of interactive gaming, and you need to be in attendance. Ice North America, May 13th to the 15th in Boston, Massachusetts. Join the MVPs and register today at IceNorthAmerica.com. Brought to you by Clarion Gaming. For more information, go to IceNorthAmerica.com. You're listening to the House of Cards.
1: Okay, let's play some damn cards. Hi, everyone. This is Ashley Adams, your host of House of Cards. Welcome back. Uh, Listeners, by the way, if you just tuned in, we're talking with Tommy Angelo, who has just written a new book that's actually available free on his site, if you just want to read it. It's called Waiting for Straighters. You have hit upon that I had never really thought of. I might have kind of intuitively sensed it, but I never thought of concretely, is that when you hit your straight you really have an advantage that you don't have when you hit your flush because many players, especially not the greatest players in the world that we tend to play against in the 1-2 and the 2-5 game, will not think about the fact that you've hit a straight. Well, if the board has three suited cards, they will think, oh, maybe he's hit the flush. But if you're sitting there with king-10, Uh, and you hit your straight because you get an ace, a queen, and a nine, or ace, a queen, and a jack, they're not thinking, oh, that's a straight that he just hit. And I had never really thought about that. I'm wondering what your reaction is to my reaction.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, straights are just more likely to get paid off. The the hands that you're trying to bust with a straight are you know, top pair, top kicker, two pair, and sets. And so if somebody flops two pair you know, with a uh, possible flush on the board, all their alarms are going off because they realize, okay, if a flush card comes, that's the one hand that can beat me. But if the flop comes, you know, king seven, five, it isn't like they're sitting there thinking, oh my goodness, I, I wonder if the guy's got six, four, you know, I better be on the lookout for a three. So yeah, like you said, intuitively we know that we're, we intuitively we know that we're more likely to get paid off with, um, with straights. So that's, I would say that's one of the, you know, Sort of one of the minor subtopics of the book that the, the feedback I've been getting has been tremendous from clients and from total strangers writing to me and saying, wow, thank you for giving me a foundation for my pre-flop game that makes sense that I can start using tonight. And a couple of the key points of the book I want to make sure to get in there is that it, it, it's a, the whole philosophy is based on position. Everything I write and teach or think is based on this fact. Whoever acts whoever acts last on any street has an advantage, and whoever is not acting last is at a disadvantage. And it's always one or the other. You're either in the best situation possible or the worst on every street of your life. And so the whole idea of waiting for straighters is not just to wait for a straighter and then play it. It's to wait for a straighter in position because the value of the drawing hand is in my mind, infinitely more when you're in position than out of position, just because of the nature of the way it, uh, the of the way it plays. And so the Waiting for Straighters experiment is a combination of playing more straighters than you might be used to playing on the button, but also folding. And this is really the key sentence of the whole thing. It, the book is not so much about playing straighters. It's about folding the non straights And that's where I'm getting all the positive feedback is it's an extremely tight pre-flop approach, especially out of position and from the blinds. But I'm getting feedback from people who are doing the experiment. It is an experiment. And they're writing back and they're saying, oh, my goodness, this is so easy, so peaceful and so obvious. Back to you.
1: I agree. I, I, I agree. There was one thing that I did not read that I was expecting to read, and I never did find it, and that was using your aggression to buy yourself position so that if you're in the low jack seat or under the gun plus three and you have straighter's the concept of raising to make sure or to do the best you could to make sure you have position that you'll be essentially buying the button uh, for the other rounds of betting. Have you played with well, that at a, all?
3: Well, there's a real good reason that it's not in there because I strongly disagree with that philosophy. Um, okay, I'm good. good. Huge... Tell me why. Well, because I don't think you should play any crap hands uh, unless you're going to be last to act or have a good chance to be last to act. And so, and so, for example, my, my opening requirements, I don't, they don't get any less from under the gun all the way to the hijack seat. In other words, if, if even one person is behind me, then, then it's a failure. The, the the pre-flop strategy was a failure. So if I raise under the gun with jack-10 suited, which is a hit I used to raise and play for 20 years, but now I fold 100% of the time under the gun, it's because if I raise, well, in a modern no-limit game, if I open for 4X, there's a pretty good chance somebody's going to come in behind me, and as soon as they do, I've lost the hand. If I'm not last act, I'm I'm just not interested in playing the hand unless I have like ace-king or a pocket pair. And so I'm really glad you brought that up because that goes right to my point. And this is one of the slight misinterpretations that's happening with people reading this book. They're like, "Oh, I got Jack Seven suited. I'm raising under the gun." And it's like, no. The whole idea of waiting for straighters is to wait till you have a straighter in position. That's essential to the whole plan.
1: So if you're the uh, cutoff, you wouldn't. You have to be on the button yeah. pre-flop, or you have no, no. to be on the button, or presumably will be in last position because the people after you are expectedly going to fold.
3: I'm glad you brought up that clarifying question. The cutoff is the essential seat where, you know, I play live and I look left and if I have no indication of whether the button is raising, calling or whatever, then yes, if I have a straighter in that situation like Jack nine, it it can be offsuit. The it doesn't matter. If I'm going to play the hand, I'm definitely going to raise there to try to get last position. Uh If I'm in the hijack and there are two players behind me and one of them is very tight and I know that then I will also raise with the Jack Nine in that seat, because there's a decent chance I'll end up last. But once I get in the earlier seats, I feel that the likelihood of me becoming last drops significantly enough that I'm not going to open with anything but a pocket pair or Ace King or maybe Ace Queen suited. so I, I I drop my opening standards way, way down on the cutoff and button and slightly down on the hijack.: Gotcha.
1: Well that's very I, I did not see that maybe I just missed it. I did read it relatively quickly. Is that in your book? What you just said?
3: It's it's in there, but it's one it's one sentence and one paragraph that goes by and I could have I could have made it a little more clear.
1: Okay. All right. So I think the other thing that I wanted you to address is at the end of this admittedly very short book, and I think short is a positive adjective when it comes to poker books because, and this is uh, getting off topic a little bit, my experience with players is that 90 to 95 percent of them who buy books do not read the books. They think that by owning it on their bookshelf, that gives them, really, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's ridiculous, but they have the Oh yeah, I have Theory of Poker. Oh yeah. And maybe they've read a few sections, but more often than not, mm-hmm. they haven't read anything. Your book they'll read because you can read it. It's only forty pages long. Mm-hmm. By os- yeah, yeah. my producer says yes, by osmosis, they're gonna learn uh these concepts. You agree with me?
3: Well, I don't I don't have an opinion about how many books actually get read out there in the world. Um <laughs> but but I will say that uh that this i think of waiting for straighters it started out as a poker article that just kept going and growing and it's at ten thousand words it isn't quite really book length but i i wanted to put it out there in an as an ebook as an and an audio book because so many people use those mediums now to consume media and um so we're probably going to get to this at the end but i'll just mention it now that the that the whole book is free at my site in web format. You can go there and read the whole thing on a web page. But then if you want the ebook, it's only three bucks and the audio book is six bucks. So it's, I think of it as a really long poker article that I happened to put in ebook form and that led to me calling it a book. But it's not quite long enough to be called a book in, in my opinion.
1: Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break.
0: The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. And don't forget to visit our website at HouseOfCardsRadio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. And you know this show keeps me busy traveling around the country. You hear all that noise behind me that's a casino floor in atlantic city even though i'm around all this excitement i still need a good night's sleep and that's why i bring my pillow everywhere now don't get me wrong the hotel rooms here are very comfortable but some of their pillows aren't the best for my back and neck that's why my pillow is a must for me when i travel and now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at my pillow for a limited time house of cards listeners can receive a very special offer Following their hugely successful sports betting event, Ice Sports Betting USA Clarion Gaming has launched Ice North America, the benchmark event for industry learning and development in the North American gaming market. This one-of-a-kind conference brings together the industries of sports betting, iGaming, affiliate marketing, iLottery, and esports from across the entire region, and it's all happening May 13th to the 15th in Boston, Massachusetts. If you're a decision maker or a supplier in the gaming industry, this is one event you cannot miss. Expert panels, networking events. There's even an investor. Thursday, where investors and executives gather to explore investment opportunities. This is the home of interactive gaming, and you need to be in attendance. Ice North America, May 13th to the 15th in Boston, Massachusetts. Join the MVPs and register today at IceNorthAmerica.com. Brought to you by Clarion Gaming. For more information, go to IceNorthAmerica.com. New Jersey's online gambling market is loaded with so many different sites and all kinds of promotions, it's enough to make your head spin like the reels on an old-time Atlantic City slot machine. So how do you make sense of all that information floating out there in cyberspace? Well, you don't have to. That's because the folks at NJOnlineGambling.com have done all of that for you. NJOnlineGambling.com is your complete resource for all the online sites in New Jersey. Which games have the biggest jackpots? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. Which sites use PayPal for deposits? NJOnlineGambling.com has the answer. NJOnlineGambling.com is the most trusted guide to the New Jersey online gambling market. Industry news, site reviews, the latest slots, table games, poker, they got it all in one spot. It's the ultimate resource for online players in New Jersey. They even got the best sign-up offers, better than some of the ones being offered by the online casinos themselves. Look, they say bet with your head. So why not do the same before you bet? And check out NJOnlineGambling.com, the most trusted resource around for New Jersey's online gambling market. Bright Tech offers unique no-dust lighting products that fit right into your home. No construction required. Elevated designs should be available to everyone, not just the folks with the big bank accounts. Trick out your living room. Create your perfect reading nook. Whatever the situation, Bright Tech has a lighting solution for you. And now get 5% off of your entire order when using our promo code RADIO5OFF at checkout. Head on over to brighttechshop.com and start designing the life you want. Bright Tech, your bright life realized. Hey, this is Dave Weishuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of April 22, 2019. Pennsylvania casinos have set a record for revenue for March. The Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board reported that during the month of March, the revenue on slot and table games hit over $309 million. The big winner was the Sands Casino Resort in Bethlehem, which took in over $23 million in revenue, an increase of over 22% from this time last year. Caesars Entertainment has announced that Anthony Rodeo will take over as CEO of the company. One of his first acts as CEO will be to form a transaction committee to explore the possible sale of Caesars. At this time, Caesars has received interest from Golden Nugget and El Dorado Resorts and has given these companies access to its financial records for a possible sale. And finally, if you're a fan of the game show Jeopardy, you have seen the remarkable run of James Holzhauer. James is a professional sports gambler, and he stated that he used his aggressive sports betting style to help him be successful at the game show. James even broke the single-day Jeopardy record of winning over $110,000. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio.
1: Hello, listeners. Welcome back to House of Cards. This is Ashley Adams, your host. Uh, listeners, by the way, if you just tuned in, we're talking with Tommy Angelo, who has just written a new book that's actually available free on his site, if you just want to read it. It's called Waiting Frustrators. The issues that I wanted to bring up that I thought you, you raised towards the end is how this concept can help with tilt, how it can plug leaks and it can reduce fear. Um, Address that, please.
3: Okay. And this is really important because this was my motivation for all those years. Uh, And my, my Achilles heel, like so many players, was tilt, fatigue, playing bad, doing stupid stuff. And I desperately, desperately needed some sort of anchor that I could rely on to come back to. In terms of my pre-flop leaking, you know, when I was in bad shape, so I was always trying to refine my pre-flop game. And so about 10 years ago, and this is in the book, I, I decided to play tight before the flop always. every session, every game for the rest of my life. It was almost like a, like a spiritual commitment. I was never, ever, ever going to leak again. And so that's where I decided, okay, I need to have a sets of hands and situations that I always fold, no matter what. And that was really the main inspiration that got me to tighten up my game permanently forever. So that's why the last section of Waiting for Straighters, which is very short, goes about how you can use this philosophy that's expressed in the book to plug leaks and tame tilt, meaning if you already know that you're always going to fold 9-7 suited under the gun, no matter what, if you can somehow decide that then if if that's one of the leaks that you uh that shows up when you're tilted and you just simply remove that option from your life this is a way to permanently plug leaks and tame tilt by using rigid pre-flop rules
1: well that's exactly right it is a powerful book a significant book and a short book in fact maybe not even a full length book but 40 pages of powerful poker advice um You've told me a little bit in passing about feedback that you've gotten. Can you give us some more specific detail about the reaction that this book has had among your students and the public at large that's been in, that's read it?
3: I'd say the most common emotion that I'm hearing is just relief. And and a feeling of having been given permission to do what they knew was right all along, which was just to play really, really tight out of position and from the blinds. And so I I think those are the people for whom it's made the biggest difference, where they were right on the edge of, of needing and wanting this permission and this information, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, thank goodness, I don't have to play all those marginal hands out of position anymore just because, you know, everyone else is doing it. (laughs) <laughs> that's, right. You know, I mean, the grind. The, I learned this stuff from getting my ass handed to me over and over and over by professional grinders, and that was the one thing they did that was different than everybody else was. They folded their blinds, and they almost never played any hands under the gun. You know, this isn't like brand new information, but what this book does is give a clear guideline of how to do that. And I'd say that's been the most positive feedback is people just being glad that they have something simple that they can do that's going to make a difference.
1: Do you feel a little bit uh, uncomfortable with the fact that you are going to make the games more difficult because of this advice?
3: No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anything I do is going to have much effect on the poker world. I really don't. And the games are always getting more difficult all the time in every poker pool. That's just the way it works.
1: You don't think you're going to accelerate it by putting this out there that the people that used to be at least somewhat fishy are going to tighten up and because they've been given permission to do so by you
3: well, I mean yeah, some that okay, as a result of this book, there will be some percent increase in the total number of folds in the universe before the flop, but it's going to be really small. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's true. I, I mean, it's funny to me, Tommy. And this is just musing. I have a specific question, but I I'm just musing. Uh, I've been playing poker, I don't know, uh, in casinos for 27 years, and uh, I am I absolutely marvel at how many players brag and and certainly reveal that they never read anything about poker. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it amazes me because as games get more competitive, you'd think that people would be looking around for the latest thing to try to get gain an edge and gain an edge. They, they want to win, right? But it doesn't mm-hmm. seem to really matter for the huge majority of players. You find that too?
3: Well, you know, being a coach, the only people I – deal with are are the type of people who do read books and who are interested in coaching but i I will say one thing about that uh and this is something I learned a long time ago back when two plus two was hot stuff and I was in there posting every day and making friends and I truly believed for a while that the only way to become professional quality player was through Skolansky and malmouth you know this is in the old days right right and so then I, I moved to California 20 years ago, and I started playing here, for and I was playing for a living already for seven years at that time, and so now I'm grinding full-time twenty, forty limit hold'em and other mid-stakes games. There was no no limit at the time. And I'm playing against, like, 80% Asians, right? And about, uh, as I got to make a lot of Chinese friends or Vietnamese friends, I, I learned that, you know, about half of these guys can't even read English, right? right. And yet they were grinding full-time. They are full-time players. I mean, really successful full-time professional poker players. And I'm like, hmm, they have never even heard of Sklansky and Malmuth, yet they're, they're making 80 grand a year playing poker. So that was a huge eye-opener for me. In other words, I don't think that the traditional book path, website path is necessary to become a winning poker player. I'm not saying it wouldn't be easier to get information and coaching and maybe faster, but I really don't think it's necessary. Oh, I
1: agree with you, but it doesn't hurt. So, I mean, if you're able to read English and you're mm-hmm. moderately intelligent and have decent reading comprehension, even as you are learning the game experientially, why, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you at least pick up the books that are talked about as being the most helpful to see if there's anything in there that you haven't yet discovered on your own.
3: I would have to <laughs> I would have to ask that person. I really don't. I just don't have any conjectures or thoughts about, you know, uh, whoever it is you're talking about that isn't reading books.
1: Yeah. All right. <laughs> that, then my, my real question, aside from the musing uh, that maybe I'm the only one with the musing that I just mentioned, but here's a question: I'm wondering how writing the book changed your life, because you knew these things, you applied these things, you, but now you've named them and you've written about them. How did mm-hmm. that change you?
3: Writing, uh, many writers have said this. It, all the act of writing in itself, and you know this from writing, it just helps clarify your thoughts. But it also adds some accountability, and this is something I've benefited from for years. It's like if I'm going to write to somebody – if I'm going to write an article about how to do something, well, I better well do it. you know. So that's helped. I mean I've already committed to the waiting for straighters and playing really tight, but writing about it just gives me one more um, reason to – to hold the line, you know, because it'd be kind of hypocritical to say one thing and do another. Um, But then also just the act of clarifying the ideas, whatever it is, like I'm writing a whole bunch of new strategy articles right now. Like I'm writing one about folding to three bets before the flop, for example. And so just the act of writing it out, writing sample hands, it always helps clarify my thinking. I think that's a benefit all writers have.
1: Have you noticed it? in your play, I mean, I know you coach and you write. You still play. Have you found that mm-hmm. it improved in any way your performance in PLO or in No Limit Hold'em?
3: Oh yeah, I wouldn't say my import, I wouldn't say my performance improved in the last couple of years writing this book, but acquiring the information over twenty years that is in the book definitely improved my game. I mean, as soon as I got to the point where I'm just gonna. Decide which hands and which situations to always fold before the flop. That was stage one. Stage two is figuring out what they were. And then stage three was having the discipline actually do it. I went through that transformation about 10 years ago. I see.
1: Uh, You mentioned, Tommy, that you're writing a new series of articles. Uh, Where do you write and where would people read what you write? Give us your site. And then if you write for some other places, let us know what they are.
3: Sure. Um, all of my articles are published at TommyAngelo.com and you can also read about my coaching there. I, I offer half-hour coaching for $100 now. That's been going on for about a year using Zoom and video conferencing and that's been just really fun and a lot of success going on there. Um, and then I publish my articles at PokerNews.com. So they're all there too. You can read all of my articles at my site or at PokerNews.com.
1: Terrific. Terrific. Are you... um? Are you doing any traveling?
3: Um, Just to Vegas to play poker, and then I'll be at the World Series the last uh, week of June, the first week of July. And one of these times we should have a coffee.
1: I know. I, I feel really bad. Just listeners, this is kind of inside baseball. You might not find it interesting, but I'm going to share it anyway. I had planned a trip out to Las Vegas two years ago, and Tommy and I were supposed to get together. We made a plan. We were going to meet. And then I came to the airport to fly out of Boston, and for whatever reason, the reservation I made never got turned into a ticket, and I was left stranded at the airport without a ticket to Las Vegas. But they gave me an option. I could buy a seat for uh, (laughs) $1,200, I said, no, I think I'll save that for a buy-in, and I canceled my trip even though I had paid for uh, a hotel and a rental car and everything, and Uh, Tommy and I had to to cancel with you uh, at the last minute. I felt really bad, but we should definitely make an arrangement to get together, Tommy, I agree.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, very good. Uh, Anything else you want to add?
3: No, I think I got all my plugs in there. Terrific. Yeah, yeah
1: tommyangelo.com or pokernews.com and uh, the book is Waiting for Straighters. It's a great read and I thank you for it.
3: And thank you, Ashley.
1: Okay, Tommy, take care.
3: Okay, bye.
1: Listeners, that was Tommy Angelo, author of a new book, Waiting for Straighters. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. <laughs>
0: Everyone knows New Jersey has the best of everything. The best casinos, the best table games, the best slots, and now it has the best sportsbook, PointsBet.com. That's right, PointsBet has it all. Spread betting, money line betting, prop bets, you name it, you'll find it at PointsBet. And you can bet from anywhere in New Jersey using your mobile device. It's the only place with points betting where every point matters because every point pays. Now, PointsBet has one of the best sign-up offers in the state. Go to pointsbet.com and sign up using our promo code HOUSE. That's H-O-U-S-E, and you'll get a fifty-dollar bonus bet plus two risk-free bets up to a thousand bucks. It's the preferred sports book of Allen Iverson and Darrell Revis. They even have the Revis Betting Academy hosted by NFL great Darrell Revis. So sign up today at pointsbet.com using our promo code HOUSE and start having some real fun. That's promo code HOUSE, H-O-U-S-E. Points Bet, stay sharp. Must be 21 years or older and in New Jersey to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the House of Cards. Okay, play a fun word game with me. This will do it. What do you think of when you think of a hunting lodge? Hunt. Yes. What do you think of when you think of a rest home?
2: Your rest. So, you see, we're going to associate the desert in with something beautiful. You don't think of anything here now, do you? Gambling. That's Ah. why people come here. That's right. They gamble. They want to go to hunting lots, they go to Wisconsin. They want to rest, they go to New Orleans. They want to gamble, they come to Vegas. That's what it's called. Gambling, Las Vegas Gambling. You see signs around this town with guys with guns shooting ducks. It's a gambling place. They don't shoot ducks, raccoons, beavers, they come to gamble.
1: Welcome back, everyone. It's Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. This is my favorite segment, the mailbag segment, when I'm joined in studio by Dave shadow
0: Just reminding you, if a member of our audience has a question for a mailbag, you can email us at info at houseofcardsradio.com, tweet us at HOC Radio, leave a message or text on the House of Cards hotline at 609-474-HOCR, that's 609-474-4627. And if we choose your question to answer on air, you'll receive a Poker.com baseball hat, a Poker. Dot com t-shirt a house of cards custom poker chip and a deck of official hooters playing cards provided by our friends at hooters of princeton new jersey well we have a question from al from houston i'm a fan of the world series of poker and would love to see it in person i have limited vacation time so i was wondering when was the best time to go to vegas to see the tournament as a non-playing tourist would it be better to go in the summer to see the different events or should I wait and go in the fall when the final table occurs? Ah,
1: now this is a very, very interesting yeah. question. Yeah. If he is a non-player, it really depends what he wants out of his visit to the World Series. The most drama that you have is certainly the final table. So if his interest is, as a tourist, comparable to somebody wanting to go to the World Series of baseball or uh, a, a f- defining moment of competition, like you would go to the Final Four, mm-hmm. then you want to go in November. Um, you, it's a spectator event then, and there are stands, and you, small, indoors, but you can sit and be part of the rooting section for one of the players that you may decide to choose as your champion. Okay. Um, now I'm assuming you have to buy tickets. To no. This. No, really, free. just walk in. Just at walk that. in. Look at that. You just walk in. <laughs> it's free, uh, at least – It has been. Now maybe they'll see this as another revenue stream. I doubt it. It's it's to be honest, it's not a great spectator sport because unlike watching it on TV, you don't see the whole cards. Well certainly there are no monitors around the
0: uh, table or anything like that. So you're not gonna be really interestingly
1: enough, there are monitors that have the TV portion but without the whole cards. So you have big screens that you can watch you know, for reactions and for the close-up shots, but you don't see the whole cards because they're delayed, I think, 10 to 20 minutes. Now, there are monitors around the Rio, maybe even in the room where you can watch Mm -hmm. retrospectively. Yeah, I think they're streaming online too. I think you can watch it online. But the online stuff is delayed. So if you're there and the reason for being there is to physically be in the room, you don't get the benefit of seeing the whole card. So it's kind of boring. I've done it for hours on end once, and, man, I'm a huge poker enthusiast. I did not find it engaging (laughs) live-action stuff, although it was interesting for me. If that's what interests him, that's the time to go. But if he wants the spectacle, the celebrity poker players, the mix of things and wants to be part of it, like the Super Bowl week, you got to go in... July. July. You got to go. You got to see all the side action. You got to see the other tournaments going on. You got to see the pl- thousands of players going back and forth. That you will not see for the uh, the final nine. Do they still have the expo? I no. remember that was your favorite. That time was to my go. favorite part, and I wish they did, but apparently it was not profitable. It was more trouble than it was worth. But man, I loved that. All the booths, all the different people. But the closest you come to that is during June and July when you have all the side action. Um, and you, that's when you see the, oh, my God, that's, you know, that's Doyle Brunson. Oh, my God. You know uh, That's what I, I think most people would prefer. But he may really want to be there for the authentic moment of competition yeah, yeah. where it's you know, narrowed down and people are cheering. That happens. Well, let me to ask Joel, from a tourist November.
0: perspective – Is it cheaper to go in the fall when it's really off season for Las Vegas or if in terms of hotel rooms? I mean is it there's no way to be
1: certain. No. No, because you gotta realize that as huge as the World Series of poker is in our minds, in Las Vegas it's almost treated as a non entity. It's changed a little bit. I think now you have some banners on some lampposts announcing it, but Las Vegas exists irrespective of the World Series. It's not like the Super Bowl is when it was in Jacksonville and uh-huh. the whole city is the Super Bowl. That's not what happens to Las Vegas. In fact, you could be at a casino, mention the World Series. If you're not in the poker room, people won't have any idea what you're talking about. Um, you, you would not know that the World Series of Poker is going on at the Rio oh, okay. if you did not know that the, po- the World Series of Poker was going on at the Rio. It's not like it's everybody talks about it.
0: So there are no... Like the smaller hotels I say, Hey, World Series is here, you get a special deal if you The coming. poker
1: rooms may. Oh, okay. The poker rooms have That's a nice big tournaments good. at all the right. same time in June and July. There's the you know, the Venetian, the Wynn, uh, the Aria, uh, Binions, Golden Nugget all have their own big tournaments. All right. Sounds good. All right. Listeners, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week.